Welcome to the Thriving Artist Podcast, where we talk about illustration, life of a freelancer, mindset, and everything in between. Today I'll be joined by Jenny Nacken, who has a beautiful and sweet book called No Bad News. So here we go. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, yes. Thank you, Jenny and Nacken, for joining us today on the Thriving Artist Podcast. Um, tell us about your book and why you wrote it. Well, my book is about emotions. I, um, I started writing, well, I didn't start writing it, but the idea came when I was teaching special ed a long time ago, about six years ago. And I had a lot of students who didn't know how to manage their emotions very well. And so they started associating emotions as being bad, certain emotions as being bad because they always got in trouble. And so Anyway, it made me frustrated that they associated being mad or sad or afraid with getting in trouble. And so I created a whole unit, a whole curriculum on emotions and how to recognize them, what they are, where they come from, why they're important, the roles they play in our life, like you name it, we taught it. And so then they started to learn that being mad is not bad. Um, that being mad is okay, but hurting people when mad is not okay. Um, anyway, and so we tried to separate the emotions from the actions and that's what, uh, inspired my book. And then I just, I got busy and I didn't write it for a while. Um, but that's kind of the premise of the book and it's a little bit different. There are a lot of books on emotions and the way mine is different is it focuses less on short-term solutions, which, um, are I mean, coping mechanisms are wonderful. I'm not, I'm not bashing those, but they are short-term and they do kind of suppress the emotion. So I wanted to focus more on what the emotion is and where it came from, why do we even have it, the role it plays, why it's important, um, because that's going to give you more long-term solutions. And instantly it helps you just start managing your emotions just by knowing what they are and where they come from. So a long story short, it came from my students from a long time ago. Awesome. Yeah. Um, my son really liked pointing out all the different faces and telling me what they were feeling. You know, he thought that was really cool. Yeah. It was, it's a great book. It's a great book. And well, I was thanks. just impressed with your speed and your drive. Like, I feel like once you decided it was time to get it done, you got it done. Yeah. It felt like so. <laughs> that's talk, for sure yeah talk to me about that how like do you do you live your whole life that way with that sort of drive and intensity and purpose I mean you just you just ran yeah I I used to I think before I had kids it's a little harder with kids I think to live my life that way but I also didn't have like a passion I need a I need a passion to be able to live my life that way. And once I decide I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so, um, it actually is kind of funny how it came about. I've been thinking about this, like I said, for about six years and I just never made time to sit down and write it. I didn't know the, the direction I wanted to go. And then we all got COVID. And then after COVID, we all got the flu. And then after the flu, we all got some sort of cold and some sort, and we just kept getting sick and sick. And my girls just wanted to sit and watch TV, but I wasn't really that sick. So I was just kind of bored because they wanted me to hold them and snuggle them. So I just, I thought, well, what can I do while I'm sitting on the couch? And I thought I can write my book. And so I just started writing and it just came. It just was so like, it, 
it was inspired. It just kept coming and the rhymes were coming and the ideas were coming. And obviously it's gone through a lot of drafts um, and a lot of people have looked at it and given feedback and, um, but the basic idea is there. And so I just, I started actually in October of last year. And then I, my niece is an artist and I really wanted her to illustrate. Um, but then she was struggling with it. And so I moved on to my cousin and then he got injured. And so I moved on to my husband, who's actually an artist, really? but the concept was, yeah, you would never know. But the concept was so abstract for him that he's just like, I'm going to mess up. I'm too nervous. I need abstract or non-abstract. So I moved on for my husband. And then I went to my cleaning lady's daughter. Um, cause I really wanted someone that I knew that also was maybe starting out. So it wasn't going to cost like a lot of money because yep. I, I just yep. didn't have it. I didn't have the money to just be like, Oh, sorry. You know, <laughs> right. I want to pay you what you're worth, but I also don't have a lot of money. So anyway, so I went to her and then she had a family tragedy. Like it just was so interesting how it all went. And I actually talked with John, I think in like November, but okay. I just was like, oh, I have people. So I just kind of overlooked, but I really liked his drawings. I, I just kind of kept going back to those drawings. And then finally my sister was like, you've been talking to John Classen? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, he's like famous. <laughs> And I was like, oh, really? Like, I don't really know that. And she's like, you have to hire him. I would buy the book just for his name. And so it was just kind of like, I, I didn't know what to do. I wanted it done fast. It had been like five months and I was getting impatient. Yeah. And he was like, I could do it in two weeks or less. And I'm like, okay. So we kind of negotiated the contract. And then I realized it wasn't the John Klassen. Like, <laughs> you know, why would we think that the John Klassen was on top work? But it was just, it was just kind of meant to be, I feel like it just all fell into place. I love his drawings. I love how vibrant they are and how they're perfect for kids. And they encapture, I had a very different vision, but I am not an artist. And he just said, you know, basically for the price we've negotiated, you've got to give me freedom. And I was like, I trust you go for it. And he delivered. And so I'm so glad that I finally decided I could have had it done six months earlier had I just hired him then. <laughs> um, but I am so glad that available. He said, I, when I contacted him, he said, I just had something fall through. So I'm actually wow. available. Otherwise I wouldn't be. Wow. So it just really all fell into place, but I just kept going and going until I found someone and he turned out to be perfect. And so we got those done and, um, and he delivered those in probably three days. Oh I think he gosh. had all the drawings done. <laughs> so yeah. he was super fast. Um, so what surprised you going into this, this adventure, um, what your thoughts about what it was going to be like versus how it's been self-publishing? I think, I think for me, the time I was really impatient and I know I got it out quick, but just going from illustrator to illustrator to illustrator and having it not work and not work. And then it would kind of work and then not work was frustrating to me because the the writing was done and I was waiting on illustration. And if I could draw at all, I would have tried myself, but I just cannot, I wish I could, and I just cannot draw. So that was frustrating to me to, to wait on someone else for that, even though it didn't take that long in retrospect. Um, the other thing was waiting on, so I ended up ordering my books from China 
because I just thought I want to sell books, but I also want to make money. So I got them really, really cheap from China and waiting on them to ship and print was just like, I really wasn't again that long, but for me, it just felt like an eternity because it's just waiting for those books to get on the boat, come across the sea. Uh-huh. <laughs> so those two things were kind of the main thing is just length of time because I was solely a writer, right. but if I, if I had been the writer and the illustrator, it, I think it would have been a different story, but I was solely the writer. So I finished my part before the process even really began and then I just had to sit back and wait and that was that was hard for me yeah yeah um how long did the the printing the shipping the books to you come how was how so it so first I requested a sample book um just because I I wanted to make sure everything was correct and so that took about three I think that took about three weeks to get a sample book and then to get a a bulk order. um, It took, I think, 27 days to print the books. And then it took about 35 or 40 days to ship it. So it's, it's about two and a half, three months before you get it. Um, But they did a great job. The quality is awesome. They even sent me a few extra books for free because they were a few days behind schedule. I mean, they were so great to work with and I was really appreciative to find them. Um, But yeah, it did take a little bit of time, but I'm glad I did it because it was probably a third the cost of what it would be in America. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, I, I think you're a type, do you know the energy types of Carol? Uh-huh. Yeah. Are you, are you a three? I honestly don't remember. Okay. I took it so long ago that okay. I don't remember what I was. Okay. Three is very like forward moving. And I uh-huh. just, I've just noticed just the way that you are promoting and stuff. It's just like, uh-huh. nothing's going to stop you. And you're just, you're going, I, yeah. I, I love it. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. I thought I was a three because I try to be a three but I'm not, <laughs> but I, I really admire you. <laughs> you. I really admire you. So I, I, I want to tap into that. I will it's, and as you saw with something with the challenges as an artist, you know, to, to keep moving forward, despite like perfectionism or like fear, or, you know, I just, what keeps you, how do you keep going despite perhaps things like, okay, the illustrators that, not working out the people that you had in mind how do you like keep moving forward is it just that you have that end goal in mind or how do you what's your what how how I think for me so I would probably say I'm a three but it also depends on what is happening and I just am so passionate about this project that that's what keeps me going is like, yes, obviously it would be great if I made some money off of it. Awesome. But like, I really want to change how kids view emotions and really make things more long-term. And just with everything going on in the world right now, I just think if we had taught this in schools, if kids had had books like this, when they were growing up, would we have all of this turmoil, you know, or would some of it be lessened? So that's what keeps me going that. And I mean, I've already paid since I self-published, I've already paid all the money. So if I don't keep going, then I'm just out of money, which I mean, is not ideal, but that is an option. And so 
I just decided that I was just going to do everything it took to get it out there. One, to hopefully at least break even. And then two, to get the message out. And I think that's the difference for me being like a different number in the personality test. Cause I'm not like, Oh, because it's because of your passion and because you believe in what you are mm-hmm. trying to help. So it's, it's the love that's driving you. And then yes, there's a little bit of the like responsibility that you feel to make sure to financially hit those goals. But I mean, you said earlier, like it's going pretty well. You've, I, yeah, mm-hmm. you've been yeah. hustling. I have. And it's been received really well. Like I didn't know how it was going to be received because there are so many books on emotions. There's so many, but when I was looking there, it's so important. I just didn't really find a younger kid. So I just thought, why not make a rhyming picture book for this type of topic for those kids and then make it into a series where, you know, if a parent has a kid that struggles with anxiety, then they can just go buy the book on anxiety. Or if they struggle with anger, then they can just go buy that book. Um, And what better way to do that with books for that young of a a crowd? Yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law is working on some books like that. She's a school psychologist and she wants Mm -hmm. to illustrate them. So when they come out, I would do, I didn't copy you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think now it's kind of a buzzword, mental health, emotional health. And so I have been trying to get into schools and a lot of people have asked me to do little workbooks. And so I, I'm going to start working workbook. Um, I've had parents ask me to do an online class. Wow. Um, and I'm not a psychologist, but I've done a lot of, um, like I used to work in social work. I used to do therapy. I used to oh. teach special ed as far as behavior. So I know a lot of that stuff. And then obviously I've researched a ton, but, um, but yeah, there's just so much potential about, and everyone was like, we'll do a podcast. I'm like, yeah, it's not really like other than telling stories. I don't find that as interesting. (laughs) Um, yeah, but I mean, I could definitely do an online course or a workbook, or I would love to have a sheet that we can print out and parents could put on their fridge about like phrases that aren't helpful to say to your kids when they're upset or they're agitated and things that are helpful because in the heat of the moment, all you think is calm down. So I don't lose it, but that's not helpful to them at all. Um, so anyway, just, I, all these little ideas have popped into my head. Um, and parents have asked and I'm like, well, I do that. I'm just kind of in the middle of books two and three right now. I really like that magnet idea. I'm I'm like, (laughs) Can you give us some ideas right now of what to yeah. say to our kids? What should you say if they're like acting out? Do you have, well, give us so the, the first thing is you've got to f- figure out if they're communicating because usually emotions and behavior are communication. So I would always tell my students and my, um, my para educators, my like assistants in the classroom, that communication or behavior equals communication. So if bad behavior or good behavior they're communicating something that they don't know how to communicate. And so finding the cause of that lack of communication mm-hmm. is going to solve the behavior problem. Um, so instead of saying like, calm down now, I often will tell my daughter, Hey, I see that you're upset and it's okay to be upset. Do you know what's causing you to be upset? If she can articulate it, if she can't articulate it, then I kind of use cues and look around and I say, okay, how do we want to work on being upset? Do you want to stomp your feet? Do you want to scream? Do you want to you know, punch a pillow. And I find anything that's not destructive to another person or like property is fine. Like I'm fine with her screaming as long as she's not screaming at someone, or if she wants to stomp her feet, by all means, stomp your feet, punch a pillow. I don't care. But 
the behavior itself is not the child. It's a communication form because they can't articulate their emotions. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you start is you look at the behavior and what is causing it and what is it, what are they trying to convey with this behavior? And sometimes, you know, it works and sometimes it doesn't. But for the most part, when I, all I have to say to my daughter is it's okay to be upset. And, you know, is there anything I can do for you? She like almost instantly starts calming down and they've done studies that on emotions and the fact that you label them and give it a name and validate it um just right there it starts the brain's process of going back to normal and so it starts regulating the emotion just by labeling it and validating it and then of course finding the cause really helps to people to kind of get back to homeostasis um so i just find it fascinating everything about emotions and how important they are in our lives i mean they've They've studied emotions with academic success and it's linked to academic success. It's linked to better jobs. It's linked to healthier relationships. I mean, it's linked to basically everything positive in this life. And I'm yeah, not yeah. saying positive emotions. I'm saying all emotions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if your success with your book that you've, you know, already sold so many copies and that you've been able to do well quickly has been, yeah, the, this passion for it. You're not... Mm-hmm. You're not just one of those people who says, oh, a children's book. I can write a children's book. I'm going to try this because, you know, like yeah. anyone can write a children's anyone book. Can it's like, do it, so I'm going to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I get a lot of submissions from people and it's clear that they're just kind of like, oh, yeah, writing a children's book. That's yeah. something I want to do. Check. It's a but bucket it seems, list. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it seems like you like you really had purpose and vision there and uh I think I think that has been probably key to helping you move forward Mm -hmm. despite rejection or fear what has been the biggest mental roadblock or challenge that you've had like when you were paying for the books was that just like oh can I do this what what So I originally started out by ordering, I was going to get a thousand books and I just thought, oh, that's so many books. And then I looked at the price jump from a thousand to 2000 and it was nothing. Like it was just so little. And I'm like, ah, you know, and then I, I talked to a few doctors who were like, we're interested in this book, possibly for our clients. And, and so I just thought, well, if they bulk order and with my Kickstarter, there was already about 150 copies and like people were showing interest. And I just thought, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for 2000. And I said, it was, it wasn't that much more. So I, I thought, okay, I'm a numbers person. So I thought, how many books do I have to sell to make that difference? And it really wasn't that many. And so I just thought worst case scenario, I give out books for free or I sell them for really cheap. Or like when I do a school presentation, uh huh. when I do a school presentation, I give out books to each of the kids for free. Um, so I just thought worst case scenario, I break even and I have a a billion books still, but best case scenario, I have books to sell that I haven't like, that I don't have to reorder from China. So that was kind of the motivation. And that, but then when they arrived, it was like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of books. (laughs) (laughs) And I just like, I had a little moment where I was just like, oh my gosh, I can't do this. But you know, that was just a little bit. And then now it's been popular and I'm like I said, I've almost broke even and I'm not even on Amazon yet. So I'm wow. hoping that will kick me over the top. And wow. and then 
anyway, so it's been really good, but it's just, there are those fears like, and you know, and I pay the money and it's someone from China, like, am I paying a scammer? Am I, you oh, know, totally. it's just like, yeah. you have no idea, but it, it all worked out. And I just feel like it was, I mean, I keep saying that, but it was just meant to be. And so yeah. it happened. Yeah. And I think that passion, I mean, yeah, it definitely was a bucket list item for me to write sure. a children's sure. novel, but I knew it had to be something I was passionate about at least yeah. to get started. And, mm -hmm. you know, after that, yeah, it'd be great if I can write something great that's that I'm not like as passionate about. It's just fun. But I think this was a good starting project because I am so passionate and I wanted to find my own illustrator. I wanted to kind of I didn't want to take the 50, 60 percent cut that stores take at first. I mean, so anyway, so it just kind of self-publishing was the only route to go. And I don't know how much longer I could do self-publishing just because it's really a lot of time. Do you enjoy, <laughs> do you enjoy the marketing and the promotional aspect of it? Does it like, come naturally do. to you? Okay. Okay. Yeah, just to, just, I actually do. Okay. Just to illustrate for the listeners, like what I have seen. Oh. Okay. And I just wanted to kind of illustrate so that the listeners can like see what I have seen to catch them up to where I'm at. But what I have seen from you has been, you've been at fairs, you've been like, yeah, doing booths, you've been going to bookstores, you were on TV and I copied you and I was like, what? You can be on TV for having a book? I want to do that. It was like so inspiring that you just <laughs> take action. So yeah, you're, you're posting a lot. I, I mean, I just, I feel like you're, you're in action. You're, you're going, you're doing, you're, you're, yeah, it's amazing. Um, well, what, thank you. What do you feel like has been the best thing for if, if people don't want to do everything because you've been approaching bookstores yeah and yeah submitting everywhere um but what would what would you say has been some of the best resulting marketing tactics um I think the biggest place and I hate to say it I think is social media um I am not a social media person like before my book, I would post like every six months. I just don't really love social media. It doesn't do great things for my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I, that's been actually one of the hardest things is like going on social media and posting and like doing all of that stuff. Cause I try to post about my book, but then I also try to post about emotions in general and just kind of the topic and show people that I am knowledgeable and kind of gain credibility. But I think that honestly has been the hardest thing for me. But if you ask someone else, it might be the easiest thing. But for me, I'm very social. I like talking to people. I'm very passionate about it. And so the book fairs, the, the TV, I'm excited to do those because I care so much. Um, but I think the social media honestly has been the, the least exciting for me just because I don't really love it. Which one has been the most helpful for generating sales? Um, I mean, my Kickstarter is the okay. one that got the most sales so far. Um, but each booth and book, each booth I do, I sell approximately the same amount of books at each, at each fair market. Um, the bookstores have been the least successful so far, but I'm also, they don't like display the books. They just have them all yes! in, which oh. is so hard because the cover of mine is what draws people in. Absolutely. So that's been my least successful. And I was a little discouraged about that, but 
um, my mom was like, if nothing else, it's a PR, like you can say I'm in two stores. Um, and so that she said, if nothing else, like you're not going to lose out on the fact that you can tell people you're in stores. Yeah, versus yeah, yeah. And so I thought, well, yeah, that's a good point. Even if I don't sell very many books there, um, mm-hmm. I'm still starting out. It's a good way to, um, just kind of, yeah, a PR thing. Yeah. Well, especially as a self-published author for you to say that you have it in bookstores puts mm-hmm. you in a whole nother level of self-publishing. Exactly. So. Yeah. And I've applied for multiple more. They just, they take a long time. Um, and a lot of them have said like, well, we don't take, we'll, we'll take self-published, but it's rare that we choose a self-published. And so I just thought, you know, do I do it? Do I not? And the worst they can say is no. And so I'm just trying to have a thick skin and realize that my book is not everyone's cup of tea, even though I think it should be, and (laughs) that some people are going to like it and some people aren't. And that's not a personal attack on me. It's just, everyone has their own agency. Um, So I'm trying to be positive. With the book world, I'm noticing that sometimes it's just not what they're looking for at that very second. Like they, if they have a few emotion books that they like, that they're promoting, then and like with agents as well, like they'll be, if you look on like their manuscript wish list, agents often have like very specific things that they're looking for at that time. Yeah. Like, I want a book about mermaids, you know, like they're like uh-huh. specific about what they're, and the publishers are the same. My, my potty training dinosaur book was because Familius at the time they were wanting a potty training book. And luckily I had one that I was, you know, pitching out. So yeah, it's, it's kind of a luck of the draw there, but I love what you've, and you've said it twice in talking about the fears of like, what's the worst that can happen and like really exploring that, you know, sometimes like, we don't want to like think like, what's the worst that can happen. But then it seems like that has helped put you into action by being like, okay, like, it's fine. Like if they say no, it's I'll live. But what if they say yes? It's like, you're focusing on like, I don't know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. It just takes one. And I, I read the statistics before I did all this, like, I'm like I said, I'm a numbers person. So I read all the statistics. I read everything and just was kind of like, okay, that statistic I'm going to beat that statistic. I may not be. And you know, if I hear 50 no's and one yes to me, that's worth it. Um, but yeah, not to say it's not hard, but I mean, our most, our emotions are what drive that motivation. And, and so I think, um, that also helps that I like have my own self-help book that I've written. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you're living it. That's awesome. <laughs> okay. I think we just have a few more questions here. Um, okay. what is your big dream, like career, big dream? Let's hear it. I mean, honestly, if my book could, so my big dream, <laughs> this is going to sound funny. Say but... it. No, say uh, it. Well, so I would love to, this is not the biggest dream, but I would love to get into like Scholastic because they're in schools. Um, Not so much Scholastic itself, but just they are the book fair. And that's where I would love my book is to be in schools. Um, But um, I was reading something and I don't know what hit me, but um, Oprah is really big on emotional intelligence right now and I was like maybe I'm gonna write her totally silly probably won't ever happen but they said like 
you look at what she, I've been researching what, how to get chosen for like one of her projects. And they said, look at what her buzzwords are and then play to those buzzwords. And everything right now is on emotional intelligence and with all of this, the crazy things happening in schools and this and that. And so I have a letter that I have written, but I haven't sent it yet to Oprah. Girl, (laughs) you rock. You're so inspiring. (laughs) Yeah. So I I mean, nothing I, I like, pretty sure like 99% sure nothing will come of it but no you I just thought you know what it doesn't hurt to try and it doesn't hurt to send my product and then at least she has it Uh uh-huh that's awesome and the other thing that's been really cool cool and my other dream would be that I could just write books and retire my husband but we'll see that might be a little ways down the road Especially where I'm not an author illustrator. That's been, that's been a little bit of a struggle to be a, just an author and not an author illustrator. Except for if you can find the right, you know, person to work with and you just whip them out. Well, thanks for uh, chatting with us. You are seriously so inspiring. I love you so much. Yeah. I'm excited to see where you go. I'm excited to see you on Oprah and I'm excited to see what other things I can try to copy that you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been basically looking up everyone that's an emotional intelligence expert and I'm writing letters to all of them <laughs> because so none, of them, none of them have children's books. They uh-huh. all have adult, adult books. And so I just thought I might as well. I, just, I love it. Like, I, uh, probably crazy but no no you're not I actually I reached out to Steve Harvey maybe a year or two ago or something and was like have you thought about doing a children's book and they actually got back to me like yeah like we like your stuff what are your rates the project fell by the wayside but it was still crazy to like get a response to be like oh my god children's book let's work together and they're like actually we are working on a children's book it felt really great but then I don't know I don't know maybe I I don't know I did not know how to respond with how much are your rates I was like what do you say to Steve Harvey's team like I don't know what it was I was just looking at all the ways I could market and I was making a list and it just popped up and I was like I'm gonna do it so I have the letter ready I just gotta send it (laughs) I'm so excited for you. Oh, you're so great. So great. Well, Well, thank thank you. you. I'll let you enjoy your quiet evening. I know it's nice to have peace in the evening as a mom, but yes, it is. You're a rock star. Thank you. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed that. It's fun. Thanks for being here. And if you have your own picture book that you've always wanted to make, stay listening. If you found this podcast and you're listening to this episode and you haven't turned it off yet and you have a desire to create that story, your story, then it's what you're meant to do. I'm looking for a small group of 10 people to closely work with me as their mentor so that they can get their book done. There's so much more to creating a book than just the how-tos, the things that you can Google, like there's more to it than that. There's things that you're not going to know to Google. And I want to answer those questions. I want, it's a mind, like the mindset tools, the mindset tools are what you're missing. If you haven't done it yet, if you've been putting it off, if you're not sure how to start, it's, 
the perfectionism in you, and I wanna I wanna help you get past that as well as the the how tos and answer those questions. But it's a bit of a marathon, so I want to help you strengthen your mind for success. I was taught by Jack Canfield, who um, has his success principles that helped him sell over 500 million copies. And I want to share those secrets with you, the secret sauce to success for your publishing journey. There will be accountability classes, one-on-ones with me. I, I want this to be a no-brainer for you, okay? Because I wish I'd had this resource when I started out, because I made a lot of mistakes, you guys. So find the link in the caption. If you need a scholarship, email me and I'll give you information about scholarships. I want you to be able to do this. All right, see you in the next episode.